Hello and welcome to episode one of the Shameless Plug Podcast. I'm Lick My Sock 117 and I'm joined here with TMT Coco. Hello, friends. Hope everybody's had a wonderful week. Welcome to episode one, where we somewhat know a little bit more about what we're doing, but still in truth, we don't know anything about what we're doing. Not even today, a little bit. <laughs> uh, today's topic will eventually lead to Spider-Man No Way Home. However, there's not going to be any spoilers until we give you a huge spoiler warning. Spider-Man's going to be more towards the end of the episode. How are you doing this week there, Mr. Coco? Oh, we're recording this on a Friday, so uh, I'm feeling good. Got that break coming up. Thank God it's Friday. Yeah. Even though this is going to cause me more work than probably my whole work week, but <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. fine. Throw back to last week. Editing sucks. Yeah. My, uh, my better half is finally home from the holidays, and... We we went grocery shopping. As, well, I did as before I picked her up at the airport, and uh, when, when you I picked her there up for like two hours, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Anyway, so went from the grocery store, went to go to the airport to pick her up because we have to isolate. Like I have to isolate with her for five days. That's the rules over here. All right. And anyway, so we get home and we're unloading the groceries into the house because I save that, of course, isolation or not. I save that to share the load, right? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. No. She made this funny joke that I, I have to mention here, and maybe you can add some more thoughts to it. Is like, how come you never see your neighbors unloading groceries? Like, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm unloading groceries on a on a biweekly basis, and I just I never see anybody else do it. Is that just me? I feel like the onus is kind of on me for that one because I intentionally avoid seeing my neighbors <laughs> most right. of the time, so no, I'm like, kind I... of causing the issue. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like. I don't know. I just feel like it's something that I do on a bi-weekly basis. And I just, I never see anybody else do it, whether it's my neighbor, a neighbor across the street, neighbor down the road. Cause like, we're kind of in like a mild subdivision right now. And so like, I don't know if it's like, do they just magically get food? Like I never see, like you see people shoveling their driveway, you see people cutting their grass, but the thing of food that we all need to survive, I never see anybody doing it. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think the other thing about it is it's sneaky. Like, there's no there's no signs for the neighbors to like rush to their windows and open the curtains, get the binoculars out. Like you're cutting the grass, you hear the lawnmower. You're like if you're snow blowing your driveway, you're gonna hear that. Like most things make noise, but grocery shopping, you're like Steel Team Six. Like there's no noise <laughs> in and that out. comes out of in that. and out. <laughs> yeah. Nobody if, you, nobody if, if it's likes if, to do it. Yeah, if it's nighttime, like you know your car lights go off once you get home, and like. It's Bravo 6 going dark. No one sees it. Most of the time when I have to grab groceries, it's always, like, well after dark. So you just don't turn on the outside light and you just run out there, get the stuff, run back in, you're good. And of course, and it, being and everybody a man, tries to get most in, like, in like but, the one go, right? Like, you put yeah, all the bags together. <laughs> like as a man, I'm required to take it all in one trip. And right. If I don't, I've brought shame to my family. So, yeah, like... <laughs> You're out there for a while, like, in the trunk or whatever, but you get it all, and you go, and you're done. Nobody got like, it. Uh, is it a fear of my trunk being open to society, and somebody's going to come by and scoop my groceries? Like, I don't know why it has to be so fast. Maybe because I just hate it so much? I don't know. Well, in the wintertime, I feel like there's some, uh, like, well-deserved urgency to it, because it's cold. But other than that, it's it's just not something people want to do. 
Yeah, fair enough. No, it's just an interesting observation she made, and I, I felt the need to bring it up because now I'm starting to notice it too. Like, I just don't see it happen. You see people grocery shopping. You see people like out of restaurants eating. Like, I just never see that that middle transaction. You know. <laughs> you may very well just be like in the matrix, surrounded by NPCs or something, and they don't eat. <laughs> Are we living in a simulation? <laughs> I don't know. I'd like to speak to the creator if we are. I've got some complaints, some bug fixes that need to be done. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I see skip the dish people. I see, like I said, I just I just don't see it. And I don't know what's going on. Anyway, yeah. what kind of, what other kind of projects are you working on this week in the streaming sphere? Specifically in streaming or projects yeah. in general? Uh, in streaming? Uh, in general. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's fair. Because in general, I have too many projects on the go. I've got the uh, the old five o first Star Wars Snowtrooper Commander. I, I don't want to call it a costume because it makes me feel like a man child. But the uh, the outfit. I don't want to say cosplay because that makes me feel like a weeb. But the suit, I got that going on, and my, I cannot for the life of me find moon boots. The big clunky things. I can't find them either in my size or in white. I found ones in white that are way too large, like size 14 for some reason. I don't even know why those exist. And I found them in my size, but not in white. And I've scoured the internet to some sketchy places. And I, I can't I, I can't figure it out. But it did make me realize that luxury like shoe shopping is just a blatant scam. Because, like, these are considered semi-designer boots. I don't know why, but they are. And, like, you'll look at some places, like Amazon, they're selling them for 105 shoe stores, like, low-end shoe stores, like, 200. And the actual maker's 200. And then you'll go to, like, some designer website, $800. Exact same pair of boots. But the people that waste all these mon- this money on designer stuff, they'll just go there. And I'll be like, ooh, 800. It must be really nice, I guess. I don't understand the logic. And to fill in the listeners, what exactly... So these boots are for this the Snowtrooper costume. Any more background on that for them? On the costume itself? Well, I just uh, just so happened to you know, see it on display at the uh, Toronto Fan Expo in August. And I was like, you know what? That probably looked pretty good on me, I think. Because I've always wanted to be in like the 501st, although I feel like most people that go into that... They see, like, just the basic Stormtrooper, and they're like, yeah, I'm going to do that. But it it's daunting. Like, I, I looked up the requirements and, like, how things need to be, like, certain spacing apart and everything. It, it, it's insane for some of the requirements for it. So I never got into it, but they had a giveaway going on at Fan Expo. Or, well, yeah, con- a raffle, I guess is the right term. And I hemmed and hawed at it, and there was, like, this middle-aged woman that was there getting, like, three arms lengths worth of raffle tickets and i stood there for probably 20 minutes while the guy was just sweating like sweat dripping off his face trying to get all these tickets put in without taking the entire day and i was like you know what i'm gonna do it because it was the the money was going to like sick kids or something anyway so it was a decent cause so i i got like 25 dollars worth of tickets and they had so much random stuff before it too that i did not want like they had a a baby Yoda Christmas inflatable. And I thought to myself, if I got that, I'd be I'd be more upset than not getting anything, I think. 
And so I'm going through and people are winning stuff and I'm not getting nothing. And that middle-aged lady that got all the tickets, she won like four different things. And finally, the last thing, I'm sweating, I'm standing there. They call it out. It's mine, but I have like an arm's length, so I got to go through each one. And my brother's like, hey, uh, you just won that. I'm like, what? And I, I just start panicking going through my tickets. <laughs> and they're just looking, they're like, Bueller. Bueller. And while I'm going through all these tickets, eventually I found it. I brought it home, and it's, it's almost complete. Wait, how many tickets did you buy? Uh, it was uh, like mid-chest to end-of-hand arm's length type thing. Mm. So, enough that like you, you gotta cycle through those pretty quick to get make sure you have it. But, yeah, I ended up getting that. And they're like, oh yeah, it, it's pretty much complete. Like, this is about as good to go as you can get, which... I was like, yeah, that's great, because I'm lazy and I don't want to do anything. But it's developed into quite the project. There's so many little nitpicky things I gotta do. And like, so aside from the boots, what are you missing? So it's a snowtrooper from episode 5, if nobody caught that. Like a yeah. full suit, like wearable suit. And if it, yeah. if it meets the right requirements, then you can be admitted into the 501st Legion, which is like their like cosplay. Like, yeah. like the, they, the they highest like... tier of cosplay in North America for Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, and like they do a lot of uh they do parades, they do events. Basically everything they do is just to ra- raise money for charity. Like the slogan is bad guys doing good because the 501st is exclusively like the empire and stuff like that. And but, for the the Mandalorian, they got some of the 501st guys to be the extra stormtroopers, right? Or at least have the the gear. Yep, yeah, just the like the generic stormtroopers that are in the background on I haven't seen it, so I don't know like how many episodes, but wherever you see a stormtrooper, it's usually the 501st, because they, I guess they had some, but then they wanted to like bump up the scale, and with COVID and stuff, they weren't able to like get more armor sets made in time, so they just called up the 501st, and like, hey, you got some people, and they just sent down like however many they needed, but they were centurion level which is like the highest tier like they measure the gap between the pieces of armor and everything damn like it it there's three tiers for a basic stormtrooper but the one i have thankfully has one tier because it's like as sweaty as it gets for like armor cosplay (laughs) pretty much yeah yeah like you you get inspected before you're admitted and like they they check over everything there's a like you can go on their website they have a website dedicated just to like the specifications the sizing the proper shapes colors everything like that for different stuff and then they have a forum full of people just like sweating saying okay i just bought like a thousand dollars in armor where do i find this one tiny piece that i need just hoping that they're not just gonna have an incomplete suit some of the right. stuff is so hard to find like well it's good to go out as like a hobby right like you know what i mean instead of just sweating trying to like get into it yeah i mean i've had it since august and so far like i figured out everything i had to do i wrote a list i got the pants um which was one of the biggest like missing pieces i guess got the pants i got the gloves and i need to get the boots and then that's like the majority of 
the the appearance, I guess, and then it's just the actual armor itself, which is all nice. custom fiberglass stuff. But and you mentioned you had to do a little bit of fiberglass work to that too. But other than that, like you're you're pretty good to go. No, it's the boots. The boots are the thing holding you back. Yeah, I it's it's crazy. Even like the makers themselves, their website, they don't have them. I don't understand. Apparently, they came back into fashion like hard in 2021, which is horrible timing for me. I've personally never seen anyone wear anything like them, but like <laughs> figures that's when you need them. Eh? They haven't been used in 50 years and well, not 50, but 30 years anyway. Yeah, because they're when you need a pair. <laughs> yeah, they were big in like the 70s, I guess, because like right after the moon landing and stuff. But they used to be kids boots. Like, if you look at the old 70s boots, the majority of them were, like, kid sizes. And they weren't just solid colors. They were, like, you know how ugly old clothes, like, jackets oh, yeah. and boots used to be, where it's, like, a weird tint of purple and then a weird, straight, strange shade of blue and then a green on it. It's, like, not anything that would be considered designer, or should be, at least. But, yeah, now they're... They're a big fashion thing, apparently, used in, like, ski chalets and stuff by rich people. I don't get it. So once you get, so let's say you get all the pieces together and you get admitted to this 501st Legion. What's what's the plan? Just do the uh, the community events, like the charity events and stuff like that, like in your spare time? Or just get the uh, certificate and just say, yeah, I'm a part of this, you know, right on. I think if I got it completely finished, it would probably be about a week straight of just wearing it and looking at myself in the mirror and being like, hey. <laughs> that's pretty cool because i've always wanted something like that just turbo nerded up but no for yeah, sure like, you've talked about it for a long time you were gonna buy one uh instead of winning it in the raffle like you were thinking about investing yeah, or something like that I, I was looking into like the pre-assembled stormtrooper ones which for anyone listening and thinking hey maybe i can get one of those if you have a house put a second mortgage down then you can get one because it's like unassembled <laughs> For the base armor is like two thousand, and then you got to find all the small pieces and you got to assemble it and everything. So if you're getting like an assembled one, it's like five k. I'd say somewhere around there. So it's yeah. not cheap, but uh, well, yeah. that's a hell of a project, my dude. Yeah, fan expo next summer or fall, whenever it is, whenever they decide to do it. That'd be the goal to get it done for then. I'd say. Nice. Well, hopefully the world gets a little bit more back together. Yeah, and then I'll I'll go and have a heat stroke because it's a complete winter outfit in the middle of summer. (laughs) Stormtrooper commander, baby. Yeah, it'll be great. Right on. What other projects you got in a go? Is that it? I mean, that's a pretty big one. I can't imagine taking on something alongside that. Uh, The only other thing is like stream related where I'm trying to slowly at least figure out how to upgrade my PC. Like it's... I got it in like end of eight 2018 so it's it's three a little over three years old now so i'm trying to look into like one where things actually are on my computer because it's pre-built there's no way i'd be able to make one from scratch it just it wouldn't happen something would explode or i'd get it all together and it just wouldn't turn on so i avoided that headache and just trying to figure out where everything is it's so crammed together it's like a Probably the most expensive puzzle you can get, I guess. Like, have you ever looked inside your computer? and just Can't say to... I have. I, I went to Best Buy three years ago, and I was like, yeah, that one that one will do. 
haven't peered inside the tire since. Haven't even cleaned it since I bought it. Yeah, I, I realized I probably should, like, even if I'm not upgrading it, I should take it apart and just blow the dust out of it, because I'm sure it doesn't help. What, like, what exactly, I, so we're diving deep into PC upgrading now, and PC upgrading sucks. What, what yeah. parts are you exactly looking into to, like, upgrade now? Like, obviously, we're talking about general maintenance, but you're saying, like, what, what parts are you saying you're looking to upgrade? The graphics card, or, like... Uh, graphics cards are so hard to find right now that I'm not going to bother with that for a while, I don't think. But the, uh, the RAM, I've already ordered. Get another 16 gigs of RAM. That's, well, I say it's easy because realistically those things you're just supposed to take them out and just, they just click into a slot like, like it's a Super Nintendo type thing. Except apparently yeah. you don't blow on it because that's very bad. But, uh, with mine, of course, I have to take off the main fan. I have to take off the heat sink for the CPU and then move everything out of the way and then I can clip in the RAM and then I got to put the heat sink back on and everything. But that means I have to re-thermal paste it. And my God, there's forums and forums on the internet about doing that. Like just whether you want to put a dot in the middle, how big the dot of like the thermal paste should be. Some people think you should do an X shape. Some people think you should do a square. And there's some people that are getting into like heated debates on this, which <laughs> I mean, no pun intended, I guess, because it's all about heat, but like right, they're all about that thermal paste. Yeah. Like they're, they're going after each other. Like they're going for the throat on some of these forums that I've read, like just outright saying that the other person has no idea what they're talking about at all. When realistically, I don't think it even matters much at all. Like, the only consequence to it is if you use the really expensive thermal paste and it, like, goes over the edges, then you can short out your CPU. So, obviously, that's bad. But if you're not using that, the only problem is you have, like, a little bit of a mess to clean up if you ever do it again. So, not really a big deal, but that's the kind of, like, it just turns into rabbit holes. Everything you do, like, something as simple as just, yeah, put a little bit of paste on this. It's just forums and forums of people arguing and saying what's best. Like anything. Well, that's anything on the internet, right? Yeah, because <laughs> it's, in, it's insane. People can't just say, yeah, your idea works. This is how I do it instead. It's no, I do it this way and anyone else is wrong. Right. No, I, I think you're trying to unlock the key to society. <laughs> yeah. Rather like, than heading down the dystopian path. But uh, yeah. so like, okay, so you're at what? You're at 16 now. You're going to 32 gigabytes of RAM. So that after that, and maybe a better cooling system, like, I don't know. And then faster internet, like you'll be set. Like with your card, you have a 2070, right? So like there's 2080. nothing. 2080, right? So yeah, there's so nothing. I'll be fine for a while. That you can't run. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I've looked and RAM is the main thing that seems to be bottlenecking. Like I'll, I'll get into the 90s if i'm streaming like squad or something like that so i figure i bumped that up and i should be all right but i realized too that like i watched a couple videos of people just taking apart the computer that i have and there's actually two more uh yeah there's one like large storage slot available and then one smaller one for an ssd i didn't even know there were two different kinds of ssds but apparently there are there's ones that look like the external ones where it's just like a plastic shell and it looks pretty decent. You just plug into it. And then there's other ones that look like, you know, your typical computer chip where it's like green and it's got all the solder marks and stuff. 
So yeah, I want to each of those. Sure. And like I was saying before this, between now the audio for the podcast and like my stream recordings on top of the games, I'm running out of space pretty bad. So uh, I'm thinking now that I might have to get those. But it's like if I want one terabyte SSD, it's $200. And like the RAM was $100. So it's not really cheap. It starts adding up real quick, like upgrading the PC. Like it's not like just buying a new console, right? console you pay the whatever 600 schmeckles they want at the get-go then you have that console for the next whatever how many years right yeah like i i still think i i would rather have a what i guess the equivalent would be is a mid-tier console over a high-tier pc because anything that goes on that console is built specifically for the console like over time like even a newer game still uses that console's hardware it's not expecting something newer that the console doesn't have so consoles seem like they're still so much more like future proof than pcs even though pcs like everyone says oh but you can upgrade them you can make them better mm, the master race but yeah like <laughs> uh, that i i thought you know what maybe i've been on the pc a long time maybe i'll start to turn maybe i'll see the light be enlightened like all these people say no, it's not happening. PCs are just more expensive consoles that have unique problems that you have to deal with. Instead of a console, is you download the game, you put the disc in, it works. And if something happens, probably every other person with that console has had that problem too. So you can find the answer super easy. Well, we both know that. We both started out on Xbox more or less, right? Like that was the main kind of thing growing up. And it's just, Xbox yeah. has always been our thing. And it's not like we just didn't like PlayStation or anything else. Um, I think the UI is a little bit better with Xbox, but and then after we, we both got our PCs like right around the same time, like roughly around a Black Friday, like the three years ago. Yeah. And it's really been nothing like I know you have your original Xbox one, but like myself with the uh I don't have the Series X, I just have an Xbox One X. And I, I haven't yeah, really turned it off ever since I really started on the PC because anything that I can play on the Xbox, I can play on the PC now. You know what I'm saying? Like I think the the console for me is now like the couch co-op kind of realm like any kind of multiplayer split screen kind of game i think i go to the xbox for that but in regards to like streaming or just being comfortable i i prefer sitting in the computer chair in front of a monitor i don't know like i've just changed over the years yeah i think for me like well one i haven't used my xbox in a long time but that's because i blew the fan out of it like a year ago and I'm, even if the fan still worked, I don't know if I'd go back to it because it completely lost all my save data for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And now I have to play that horrible start all over again. <laughs> but I think for me still, if I'm going to get a AAA game, so like anything from Ubisoft, uh, like Battlefield, anything like that, even if the graphics are going to be a little bit better on my computer, I'd still probably rather get it on the console just for like, the ease of use i know it's gonna run it's gonna run well i'm not really gonna run into any like issues specific to me so i just i'd rather just go with the console just the ease of no use, i but... i agree with you there because like you open something from the computer and suddenly it'll just crash and it won't tell you why or something for some reason it's preventing this and that from opening and you know i'm not i'm no pc wizard but i miss the old days you used to put the disc in and you play it there was no downloading. There was no making sure you had the right drivers and all that kind of crap. 
You know what I mean? Like, so we're on the same page where I agree with the user friendliness of console. Like you just, you just play the game. Like the game is, is designed specifically for your Xbox or your PlayStation. You hit start and you go. Yeah. And you didn't need the internet to figure out how to solve a problem because the solution to pretty much everything well, back in the cartridge shit days was just, just take it out, blow on it, put it back in. If that doesn't work, turn the console off, turn it back on. That fixed like a hundred percent of your issues. And if oh, that didn't right. fix it, your TV is probably not on. So, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like the worst thing you had was a scratch on the disc or, you know, blowing the cartridge, right? So now you got to update a driver. You got to make sure you're letting it through the firewall. There's so many things on the modern PC you have to let to make your game play, which, you know, if you're if you're a PC wizard, you, you don't care. But if you're a, a simple console gamer like myself, like that's a big hurdle to get over. Yeah. Like More it- tedious than anything. You're just adding work to something that doesn't need work just to say you're superior. It, it it never made sense, and it still doesn't make sense to me. So, right. Yeah, and that... like the whole PC like gaming side of it, that that's kind of starting to kill like achievement hunting. You know what I'm saying? Like you before you, you your, your, <laughs> your game, your gamer score and whatnot, right? Like that used to be a competitive thing with your buddies or how many PlayStation trophies you had. Now nobody cares. Nobody cares about your gamer score or your... Maybe nobody did back in the day, but I know we sure did. Nobody no, I, I feel like for sure, like I was thinking about it earlier, and it used, I remember, I guess, like middle school and high school were the, the big times. One, Xbox was so much more popular because everyone, like, how good of a gamer you were came down to your your gamer score. It, it was literally... Like, it made sense. The gamer score is how good of a gamer you are. And you compared other people to you with that. Whereas with, like, PlayStation, it's like, well, how many trophies do you have? And it's like, okay, well, what color are they? Like, so that system never made nearly as much sense to me. And, like, the heyday, like, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 and Black Ops, like, that time period of Xbox 360, when you had the good call of duties you had the good halos you had the good gears of war that heyday period i remember all the time like i I guess i hung out with the nerds but still like the majority of the guys that i talked to they would talk about gamer score like it would be a fairly common thing you'd hear it like every week i'd say sometimes it was brought up like just mixed into a conversation sometimes the entire conversation was hey i went home and i finally got this achievement like achievements were big and i don't know if it's just like the game design of it but it was so satisfying to get most of them too like you felt good when you got that little blip and you you saw it pop up at the bottom of your screen and now it just like they're still in uh even if you get a game on windows store it still has achievements but I feel like on PC it's not really the same because like on Xbox you, you log in and you see your gamer score it's right there, but with PC it's just it's like Steam achievements no one really cares anymore. You, you got to go digging if you are mildly interested at all. <laughs> yeah, like it doesn't like it, display right like Xbox like somebody sends you a message the first thing you see is their profile their gamer score and then their avatar. Yeah, and then like if they had if that. they had low gamer score, you could just make fun of them and dismiss all of their claims because you were right. better than them. 
Well, these were back in the times if you beat Halo on Legendary, you unlocked like a, a flaming helmet. You didn't have to pay for it, right? So Yeah, and it didn't come with cat ears. Yeah. That's right. So I think we're dealing with just two totally different times in gaming, which is unfortunate. Like, you'd get a new game, and you knew, like, oh, this is going to be free achievement real estate. <laughs> like, Yeah, or you'd have ones where it's like, wow, this game's really hard. I'm going to feel really good if I get all the achievements. Like, it's going to be an accomplishment. Whereas now an accomplishment is, yeah, I bought the Battle Pass. Got to level 100 in the Battle Pass, paid for it. Yeah, what's up? Yeah. I'm a good gamer. I remember yeah. coming over to your place after school one day, and I think you had just gotten a thousand gamer score off Skyrim. And you're you're just different that day. Like you felt like you actually like you know what I mean? I, I accomplished more than any other person that year. Just by getting <laughs> that last achievement. It was even worse with Skyrim because I put uh, what was it? It was either four or six hundred hours in. And I got every achievement but one that I could not get. Because it was related to some side quests. And in a separate side quest, I accidentally killed one of the characters from the other side quest. Which you weren't supposed to be able to do. But, like, you had to choose some kind of decision. Like a yes or no, do you kill someone or something. And I chose yes, and then I regretted it. So I just killed the other people, and one of them was for the other achievement. So I had to <laughs> make a whole nother account, or, like, another character. Play through the entire game again, which... I mean, kind of worked, because I got to do Imperial the first time, Stormcloak the second, so I got to see both sides of it. But that was another, like, 400 hours. So I have over 1,000 hours in Skyrim just to get a 1,000 gamer score. So one gamer score per hour isn't a great, like, mark, I guess, but... Worth it, in hindsight. <laughs> 100%. Like, that yeah. was the first 100% I got. And then, well, you were a part of the second one that's unofficial, but I still count it because the game broke. The Lego Star Wars, the Clone Wars. Mm, yep. The Got every LEGO single Star one. Star Wars game. Oh, so good. The, like, semi-RTS part of it. Groundbreaking until it... <laughs> that, would, that would melt the 360? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, <laughs> it would burn. But, but yeah, I, I remember going through all of those. And then the moral dilemma of do you look up what the hidden achievements are? Or do you just hope you find it along the way? That was always tricky for me. Mm, yeah, the hidden achievements. Because then you're you're almost like like you're breaking the code, or you didn't earn it quite as much as someone who just found them. But it's at like the same time, walk through on YouTube, you know, yeah, to a certain level or something like that. But at the same time, there is no way to like validate that someone found it naturally. So uh, I, I guess it, it was always just like the one spot where you could dispute, be like, "No, you you looked it up. You're not as good." Right. That five gamer score doesn't count. What was but the yeah. achievement that that bugged out for you when we were playing? It was like the hundred percent completion, was it? Yeah, it was. It was total. Um, like you collected all the mini kits, you got all the bars filled, and all the gold you, bricks. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So you did everything in the game, and I did, and it it just would not give me the achievement. Like it said, a hundred percent rating game, hundred percent completion, but it wouldn't give me that stupid last achievement i got every single other one i think and i like, came that over one took forever i think it was like an entire christmas break off school when you got that and i came over to play with you and we played like every day for at least six hours <laughs> just to get all that it was work but like it was a lot of fun it was, it was I really, that was yeah. a lot of fun that game 
that was probably my most played lego star wars like even more than the original two because i i didn't really play the first one too much and i got into the second one and then i didn't want to go back to the first because it had less features but but yeah the clone that's usually wars was, how it goes well, that's exactly what happened to me with assassin's creed <laughs> I, I only have like an hour in the first one and i've beat all the other ones like as much as possible without 100 percenting i get called out for this but uh yeah it makes the first one unplayable i started with brotherhood <laughs> So, like, I just, I can't go back. It's like, uh, oh, there's so many other games like that where you play, like, I think it's the Far Cry. Like, I'll never play Far Cry 1 or 2. Oh, yeah, God. I think no, I started so, with Far Cry 3, like. Yeah, there's such a time difference that it's just, like, especially with Far Cry, they took a big break and came back to it. So, it it's just, like, a really, really old, crappy, like, pioneer first-person shooter to play the first two, I think. And then the third one's like a semi-modern era first-person shooter, I guess. Yeah, that was the first one I played. That was the first Far Cry. Far Cry 3. That was pretty good. That was like the open world kind of. That's where you get that Far Cry guilty pleasure we were talking about last episode. Yeah, like, like it's... The, the it's formula. They're exactly the same mediocre game every time, pretty much. But it just works. Because it's... It's an open world that's meant to be open world, and it's sandboxy enough that you can just mess around and do dumb stuff. I am so, hoping the new Lego Star Wars game is going to be a lot of fun. I haven't bought a new game since that Clone Wars one we were just talking about. But apparently in this new one, the Skywalker Saga, you're supposed to be able to travel between planets like whenever you want and stuff like that. Like That sounds really cool. The last Lego Star Wars that I got was... The episode seven one. Mm. Yeah, I never and played it. I only got maybe two or three hours through that. And it just, it wasn't doing it for me. Because one, I didn't like the movie. And two, it it didn't have anything new. Like, it felt like I was playing, like, two again, basically. It felt pretty stripped down. There wasn't much to it. Yeah, nothing innovative. But, like, I, I played the... Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean one. That one was really, really good. I like that one. And it, it had the soundtrack too, so it's just it's just good off the bat. Oh, it sells you on that. Whether it's Sea of Thieves or Lego, Pirates of the Caribbean, anything is going to shut up and take my money, you know? <laughs> I just need the music and I need Jack's like, stupid walk and I'm good. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, Lego Pirates was, was fire. And uh, same with Lego uh, Lord of the Rings. That was really good too, in my opinion. I never got through that one either, because I got that like during a period of time where I got a bunch of games, and I played, like the, so I think the Lego Lord of the Rings was like all three movies if I remember right. Yeah. And I think I got through, the first movie's storyline pretty much, and that was about it. Actually, it might not have even been all the way through. I think it was when they got to, uh, the mines, like they go up the mountain, get to the mine. Mm, yeah. I think I think that's pretty much where I stopped, and then like by the, by the time I was done, other games to go back to it. It was just it had been like over a year, so I just never ended up going back. I think that was for this console though, like the Xbox One. I don't think it was a three sixty one. No, yeah, I, I yeah, I, well at least the Hobbit one was anyway. 
Because I know they did the Lord of the Rings and then they did the Hobbit afterwards. Yeah. But um, another Lego one I played a lot of was Lego Marvel Superheroes, where the entirety of New York was open world. Yeah, that's the one by Better Half she has on her Switch. Right. Like those ones, like any Lego game or any game that has like the split screen where you can both go your separate ways and not be tied to like the end of a string to each other. Yeah, like like couch co-op experience. Like yeah. the original Lego games, like we did, we did it right. But as soon as you experience uh, the third one, like the Clone Wars one, where you can go your own way without any consequence, that's that's when it really lifted off for me. Yeah, like the first two were just a lie; they were split screen, but not. Or no, I don't even know if the first one was, but the second one, I'm pretty sure was where like it would actually split the screen properly and stuff, but you could only just go off the screen, and then it pulled you back anyways to whoever player one was, if I remember right. <laughs> So no, I think the first somewhere. one and the second one, I think they you were it was all just one screen and you could just see each other oh, right. on each one. I think I think that's how it was. I could be wrong, but I know the third one for sure, you could do whatever you wanted with no consequence. Yeah. Do you think couch co-op is dying? Like split screen in general and stuff like that? I think so for the most part. Like my dad this last weekend, he was like, Well, why don't you just so we were at my cottage and I took my PlayStation up. He was like, well, what? just put your PlayStation in the living room and we'll, we'll play something together. And I looked at my games. I'm like, well, this has multiplayer, but it's online multiplayer. You're like, this, this is, this my is online shy. multiplayer. My dad never wants to play with me. What? I got nothing to play. I have nothing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my, my catalog of PlayStation games, it, it's literally just online only multiplayer. There is no split screen on like any of them, really. Which sucks. And... I think for the most part, it's dying just because most people are just playing online now. But it's take it takes two came out this past year, and that was a big like it, not necessarily just a couch co op, but it was that kind of feel. And we you have could actually we, we play, play like that's why I have the PC for like online gaming, and the console for the couch co op like that's out in our living room with the big TV because like we we did get it takes two. Yeah, like that was that was the old school split screen formula pretty much and they just made it so you could play it online if you wanted to and like that I I was kind of surprised it didn't win game of the year or at least I don't think it did. But like that from what I saw in all the reviews and stuff was a really really good game. So I'm kind of hoping that they'll go back to like the the split screen type format of games at some point or at least just maintain it on current games instead of just abandoning it but is but halo even... getting split screen i don't think so um i'm not sure if they would do that like no but it's it's hard to say when they don't have the co-op out yet but right i i would expect it because halo's always had that but i wouldn't be surprised if they didn't especially since they're bringing it late anyway so they're probably just gonna bare bones it if anything but but uh what was the other thing i was gonna say like even yeah the i I haven't bought like an nhl game in probably 10 years well i don't even know 10 years ago well it's the same game years ago it's the same game (laughs) yeah just without microtransactions but yeah i don't know if those even have them anymore like just the because those games you could always like all the sports games you could play split screen or not even split screen, just on the same screen, but like local multiplayer. 
Yeah, I remember I would... us doing that. Like we grew up on the couch co-op, right? Like that was <laughs> that was our thing. Yeah, even though we spent most of the time on the floor. But yeah, couch co-op was <laughs> right. Well, there was no internet, so <laughs> there was no other option. But uh Yeah, like it, it it's dying for sure. I don't know if it'll be dead or not. I think that's like, when zombies like in COD kind of peaked for me too, was during that like kind of couch co-op phase. Because yeah. like there was nothing like it was nice to have AI waves of enemies that you could fight, but ever since like, you know, online multiplayer got more more and more popular, like I can just fight other people now. You know? Yeah, or like even like, uh MW three survival. Oh yeah. Forgot about that. that we yeah, like it I I mean I'm kind of burnt out of zombies just from doing you know their totem so many times, but <laughs> I I don't know. I feel like a boomer because I want them to keep old stuff, but I feel like it's good. Like legitimately right now, if you had to buy a game to play with someone in your house, what options do you have besides old games? Like, I don't think any new games really have local multiplayer anymore. And if they do, it's, yeah, the two of you can go online and play. But, like, there's nothing where you can just disconnect and just have you and someone else play a game. I haven't played any of the recent sport games, so, like, I, I don't have any comment on that. Like, I will never buy, like, a new Madden or a new NHL until... <laughs> I don't know until I have a child that desires it. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> but, NHL uh, threw me right off. Like they use the frostbite engine from Battlefield. I'm like, well, what are they gonna do? Have the glass like explode like a nitroglycerin plant? What? what how are they gonna use frostbite in a way that makes sense? Because frostbite's all about destruction and stuff. And the game came out. And it looks horrible. It looks <laughs> worse than that? the games from ten years ago. The new NHL game, like the last like one the that came out. Uh, yeah. It. They advertise, yeah, it's got frostbite and stuff, and it just looks bad. Like, it looks legitimately worse than some of the earlier games did. I have no yeah. idea why they use frostbite. Just because EA, I guess. But... That's it. Because EA, and because of money, and they need... Like, e... <laughs> if you ever... Just go on YouTube and just search, like, why the new Maddens are bad. And you'll, you'll find endless videos. <laughs> yeah. Like they're just re they're reselling you the same game, and so many people are buying. It's unreal. The amount of people buying these games are crazy, especially FIFA too. Like, oh, well, that's that like is... a quarter of their company, like profits, right? Like, yeah, and they, they, it's just a gambling game now, from my understanding. Like, at least for NHL, I know people collect like hut packs or something like that, where it it's the same as just when you used to buy old Yu Gi Oh cards. You spend the money and you hope you get a good card in it, basically. And you I, don't. <laughs> yeah. I, I say that like I used to buy Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I was always too cheap, but like <laughs> that whole experience. So it's basically just gambling. And then people will just drop all the money that they've sunk into one game and just go to the next one. And it's like the exact same thing pretty much, except maybe one person's power ranking went up. So... Yeah, it's all about that microtransaction thing again, like the fantasy league, like you gotta keep your roster competitive. Like every year they'll release like oh Joe Joe Schmo there has increased seven in his kicking this year. You better get him or 
if a, if you have an opponent gets them, then you're no longer going to be competitive, and it's just going to mop the floor with you every time. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I did see that Joe Madden died a couple weeks ago. I think he did. Yeah, may he rest in peace. Hopefully, they don't uh, drag his name through the dirt any more than they have. <laughs> in my opinion, I mean, I'm sure they're going to keep the name for future games, but like, it, 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 I don't think it's going to be good <laughs> by any means. Yeah. Yeah, that's very unfortunate. So let's uh, let's change gears. Let's get into Spider-Man now. So for any listeners that are listening, obviously this is a huge spoiler warning for Spider-Man No Way Home. It's been out for about three weeks now. We understand if uh, you don't want to, if you're waiting to see the movie and you don't want to hear anything about it, this is your time to peace out. And we'll catch you next time on the next Shameless Plug podcast. But if you've made it this far, Coco, what are your thoughts on Spider-Man No Way Home? Well, it's what, a two and a half hour movie? So the first two hours was, hey, dang, this is actually kind of good. And it just progressively got better. And then you find out that the rumors were true. And it's just, I was just sitting in the theater with a big dumb smile on my face for so much of it. Like, wow, they actually made this a really good movie. And then they took all of that, put it in a garbage bag, set the garbage bag on fire, and put it in a trash compactor for the last half hour by just undoing <laughs> every single piece of character development that he has ever had, in my opinion, for that Dang, stupid ending. So this is going to be an interesting conversation because I think we're on different sides of this. <laughs> oh, probably. I I just, like, I, so I've seen lots of people be like, yeah, it was really good. It was like a bold ending and stuff like that. Like, I like what they're doing with it. But I, I I don't like the idea of just wiping the slate clean. Like, at that point, you may as well just introduce, like, Miles Morales or someone like that, who is actually a new character that can develop. Because, like, my main problem is, what was the point of all the other movies if he's now unknown to any... Like, no one knows who he is. All those relationships he had are pretty much gone, unless they're... If they are going to try to, like, undo it, I guess... And have it so eventually he gets these relationships back, then sure. But if he's just going to stay like a Batman figure where just no one knows who he is, it, it, he just, it seems like it's all pointless. He seems like, like a placeholder or a shell to me. Like he's just the Tom Holland su- superhero number one. Yeah, mm. like Tom, Tom Holland's character, how. So, like, to bring it back a little bit, you were saying that you didn't believe like any of the rumors were true. Like, me, myself. Ever since the end of Loki came out, and when they started diving into the multiverse, and we knew this movie was coming out, I I knew there was no way that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are not in this movie. There's no way they're not. I, I just I knew they were going to be, and if they and even though they never ever said that they were, until you're in the theater watching it, if they weren't in it, like they could just totally deny, hey, we never said they were, but everybody would be pissed because like there's, <laughs> it was undeniable that that was the opportunity of a lifetime. To bring all the Spider-Man together. Yeah. Like, yeah, I didn't think that they would. I thought it was kind of a reach where people were just so used to, like, Infinity War and Endgame where everyone comes together. I I didn't think that they would cycle them back in. And I couldn't really think of a way where, like, they could have them come and it actually makes sense. So when 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 they did show up, I, like... It was good. Like, I, I don't have any issue with how they did it. But I I saw, like, the posts beforehand where people were speculating, like, oh, well, if we track the geo- 
geographical route of Tom Holland's plane. At one point, it passed over a town that Tobey Maguire lived in eight years ago. They must be in the movie together. Like, some of the things that they were saying were such reaches, but... <laughs> so, I, I just addressed it as, like, a conspiracy theory where, if they're right, cool. If they're not, I'm not disappointed, type thing. Well, it's like MJ says, just, uh, what was the line she kept saying over and over in that movie? Like, oh, expect disappointment and you'll never be disappointed or something like yeah, that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Do you that... agree with that? Or... <laughs> what, the sentiment? I mean... Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, think, I think I live by it, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, but if you're always expecting disappointment, I feel like you're still just going to be disappointed. <laughs> Like that's kind of you're kind of just putting yourself in that box. That's my secret cap. I'm always disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always sad. And that's why I thought it was a great movie. Book and says time's up. So like I, you know, Infinity War, Endgame, and this, maybe even Civil War, I think are event movies. Like I'm a huge fan of streaming and watching movies in the comfort of your own home. Like I watch Black. I didn't. No, that's a lie. We did watch. We watched Black Widow in the theater, but we didn't watch Shang-Chi. We watched Shang-Chi in the living room on Disney Plus when it came out. And honestly, that was fine. Like, that was good enough. But I think for a movie like this, Infinity War and Endgame, they're event movies. Like, I get more about going to the theater and getting the audience reaction out of it. Like, when when Andrew shows up, like, when he comes through the portal and Ned's doing his swirly thing and, and Buddy shows up and takes his mask off, like... The theater exploded. Like you just you can't get that anywhere else with streaming. Oh yeah, it's like twenty or thirty years from now, my my kid's gonna ask me where were you when this happened. <laughs> I'm gonna tell him I was in the theaters. But is yeah, that a Transformers like quote you're trying to pull out there? <laughs> what is that a Transformers quote you're trying to pull out? Uh, Isn't it's... that like Transformers three and Buddy well, in the wheelchair actually, is going yeah. up to Sam? Where were yeah. you when? <laughs> Aliens took over the planet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> anyway. wasn't... There's like a meme version of that that goes around every once in a while too, but yeah. Another guilty um, pleasure franchise, you know? <laughs> for, for me, I think my two options, instead of seeing it in theaters or seeing it on Disney Plus at home, my two options tend to be see it in theaters or don't watch it. Like, I never watched Black Widow or Shang-Chi. I don't really have any interest. Black Widow because, like, yeah, I get you're developing the character more and stuff, but it feels kind of inconsequential considering we know how it ends. It's like starting at chapter two of a book and then going back to chapter one after you finish it. It's, eh. But yeah, Sha- but that's, Shang-Chi, that's not a fair thing interest. to say about that because, like, you know how Marvel is intertwining everything, setting up things for the future. If you, like they say, you don't need to watch the shows to keep up with the movies. I think that's a lie. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, some of them definitely matter. It's not like the old days where you had Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was the only TV show and it had pretty much just one crossover and then they stopped. Yeah, nobody watched that. (laughs) I never finished the last season. I watched it up till the last season and then I stopped. Because they took like a year off or something where it got cancelled and then they brought it back or something like that. But, But yeah, I never finished that. But that the andrew garfield moment that that was a pretty good one because like they open the portal you see him from the back you assume it's tom holland and when he came out and took the mask off it was like 
all right they did it that's when i got the big the big dumb smile oh me too that that's and then you know the theater explodes and he gets he just dives right into the humor they're like prove it (laughs) what do you you mean prove it (laughs) (laughs) yeah he goes over like that's the marvel humor that works for me you know like ever since yeah. guardians of the galaxy when they started out in that kind of humor in <laughs> yeah where it wasn't just cheesy like action hero lines like thor yeah yeah when they they knew not to take themselves seriously like i'm really excited for the future of thor what, what Taika Waititi is going to do with him again. I think that's going to be really fun. I'm just worried that they're going to phase out Chris Hemsworth and just make Natalie Portman Thor or something like that. I don't know. I feel like he loves playing the character. Yeah, but... Maybe he'll be too expensive. I don't know. I mean, even Chris Evans, like, he loved playing Captain America. He said that a bunch of times. Like, he idolized the character and stuff like that. But even he got out of it to do other stuff. Because I think at some point they realized... Either I need to get out and do other movies, or this is my life. Or their agent tells them that. I mean, that's a sweet life, though. <laughs> like, Oh, I mean, it's a pretty sweet life either way. And <laughs> I mean, you could be in a movie where you don't have to be jacked the whole time, so you can just relax a little bit. Right. But, Did you ever watch uh, Knives Out with Chris Evans in it as well? With that turtleneck? No. And I never got around to watching it, but I saw that turtleneck for months on it. <laughs> <laughs> no he was pretty good in that too so like even like he shouldn't be worried about work after captain america do you think do you think the big three will ever like come back together on screen again like rdj and the two chrises like this multiverse thing kind of opened up so like as their marvel characters yeah i i think robert downey jr is pretty done with iron man from from what i remember like he Mm. it was well planned that he would exit when he did and like he he wanted to put an end to the character he didn't want to drag it out so i i don't see him coming back in like same with when they did the what if episodes like he didn't voice well oh that's true did he no he didn't voice but he was in a lot of them (laughs) i was trying to the only one that was coming to my head was when he was a zombie and i was like well i wouldn't pay robert downey jr to make zombie noises so (laughs) but (laughs) Like, yeah, he, uh, I don't see him coming back. I don't see him really doing many more movies because, like, he has so much money from what he's already yeah, done. he doesn't, he doesn't get, have to, right? I think at this point he's just doing more, like, philanthropy where he's just, like, I always see him supporting charities and random different things like that. So I think that'll be pretty much I, the, the rest of his career. <laughs> Just yeah. make money off of royalties, I guess, and then just. I'm a pretty casual Marvel fan, but I'd be, I'd like, I'd pay to see that to see those those people back on the screen again. Because like Endgame, that that was a hell of a movie experience. Like I, I, I think movies are all downhill after that. Well, Marvel like, movies, hundred like, percent. Like they, yeah, he, they were, like, I'm picturing a triangle in my head. Like you had this base of all these superheroes, and it all just came up to the one point. The one high point, which was, well, for me, Infinity War, I liked it better than Endgame. But, like, those two movies together, that event. And then now they're just, they're trying to build on top of a climax. what's like, left. They... <laughs> and it, you, you can't do it. Like, there's nowhere yeah. to go. It's clear they planned to Endgame. And then as they got close to Endgame, they're like, okay, who do we keep alive? Who do we kill? So we can make more stuff. 
but yeah, but I'm fine with that. Th- th- there's <laughs> because no I'm so casual. <laughs> yeah, I'm but so casual uh, about it. like it was very clear that they had a big plan. They had like phases of movies and everything like that. But now I don't think they really have a plan besides just get as much money as they can, which they're not going to have any problem with. But I never thought that I would like after the Endgame portal scene. I never thought that there would be a movie or at least a Marvel movie experience that like made my jaw drop like that did or like Captain America with Thor's hammer and stuff like that. But when the three Spider-Man are just like in the lab and they're just like shooting the crap and they're talking about each other's like web slingers and buddy's like, wait, that comes out of you. Like what (laughs) does it come out anywhere else? (laughs) I think, I think the best part where they played into that was when Ned said, Hey Peter, and they all just kind of looked at each other. Like, fantastic. I love that kind of stuff. Like, you tell me you wouldn't want to see, like, I don't know, two Thors, like, mess with each other. Like, a pre-Ragnarok Thor and a post-Ragnarok Thor. Like, one super serious and strong. And then the other one, like, party and goofy fat Thor. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, the issue with that, though, is they're both Chris Hemsworth. So, you're not really, you're not getting quite the same dynamic of the three different actors. But right. they could still make it interesting, for sure. No, that's a fair argument. Toby Maguire will always be my Spider-Man. I'm sorry. Like, I just... <laughs> yeah. Apparently, uh, Andrew Garfield said, like, anything that Disney wants to put him in, he will 100% say yes. So, if, if anything, out of, like, between him and Toby, I would kind of expect Andrew to be in more stuff, but... It's a cash grab. I'd see it. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, they didn't really have to put too much work in. They just played the character they played before. So even if, like, anything that was wrong with the character back then is wrong with the character now, and it's fine. They don't have to, like, try and improve it or change it or anything. They just keep it exactly the same, and they're, they're good. But going back to, like, my overall thoughts of, of Spider-Man, like, I I really enjoyed it. Like, obviously, Tom Holland's contract was, like, wrapping up, so they had to make it so, like, okay, we're kind of put into a corner here with Sony and Tom Holland with, like, the Spider-Man franchise rights. How can we make it so that if we recast Spider-Man, nobody knows who he is, right? Like, that that was, like, I think that's what they were going for, and that's how they cleaned up the story, like, clean. Yeah. I think it's dumb that Doctor Strange can just make everybody in any multiverse ever forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, <laughs> to be well, honest. The whole premise like, kind of bothered me, because, like, the whole theory is, yeah, the multiverse is shattering apart because all these people are coming from different universes because they know he's Peter. You could tell me that someone is someone. How am I going to go through a universe to get to him? Well, that's like, if you don't buy that, then the movie just doesn't work, right? Like, you have to... It's just like the end game time travel, right? Like, it's either it's either all of it is a joke or none of it is, right? <laughs> like, if you if they don't sell you on that, then you're pretty lost for the movie. I feel like everything on Endgame was relatively well thought out or explained. Like, yeah, they went back in time with a time machine. So at least they had that. But, like, how is Sandman going to travel through to a different universe because some spell told him Peter Parker was somewhere else? Especially when they said that the moment that they switched to the other universe was just before they died to Peter Parker. So if I had a voice in my head saying, yeah, that's not Peter, Peter's somewhere else. One, I'm still going to die because it was moments before their death. And two, if I just about died to the guy, why am I going to go hunt after him? 
Right. Like, well, I think also, like, I think the reason why, like, it's because of his spell is, like, he's so powerful, right? Doctor Strange? And, he, and his, they screwed up his spell. And his spell was so screwed up and so powerful, that's what brings them all in. Like, he didn't finish it, right? Like, it's an unfinished spell. And that's what's yeah. sucking everybody out of their universes. Like, it's, it's because of his spell. Like, at first I thought it was because this was all happening the same time the end of Loki happens. But no, I think it's because of his spell. And they all get dragged in because of the screwed up spell. Yeah. And originally, like, he was like, can they just forget that, like, that I'm Peter Parker or something like that? Like, what did he originally ask Doctor Strange? Well, it was, can can everyone forget forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man? Right. Basically. And So, like, why why did he change it at the end? Yeah, like, so, now now just everybody forget that I'm Peter Parker. But they kind of morph that at the end, I think? Well, yeah, at the end, like, he was like, well... They won't all come if they don't know that I'm Spider-Man. Or, they, or if they don't know who Peter Parker is. But like... Out of all your options, your your choice, your your wish is, yeah, make everybody in the world forget who I am. Like, no. I would have said, everybody that's coming forgets that I'm... Or the original spell would have worked too. Just everybody forgets that I'm Spider-Man. That's fine. Because even that premise, like, if he could have left that at the start of the movie as nobody knows I'm Spider-Man. But they'll still know who Spider-Man is. Like, just based off the logic of that spell, if they, they'll just forget who Spider-Man is. They'll just know, okay, Spider-Man is a superhero. They'll remember all this stuff. And then if Peter wants to prove, like, if he wants to tell Ned, yeah, I'm Spider-Man. One, Ned is still going to know who Spider-Man is. And two... He, he can just shoot a web. Yeah, he can just tell him like, he still wall. knows who Peter Parker is, but just yeah. prove it just like Andrew and Toby proved it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, just like, that quick. Instead of, yeah, just everyone forgets who I am. Which I don't yeah. think is really his character at all anyways, because, like, in all the movies, the whole point was him trying to, like, ma- 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 live the two lives. Like and, yeah, like, have these relationships with people while still being Spider-Man. So I, it didn't feel in character for him to say, yeah, I just, everyone forget who I am and I'll just be Spider-Man. And the post credit scene, right? So Tom Hardy and Venom, they get transported yeah. over as well. They're not in the movie until the post credit scene after. And so then obviously when the, when the spell goes, everybody forgets who Peter Parker is. Then he gets sent back too, right? But like, how does... Venom or Tom Hardy know who Spider-Man is, right? Like, that's not the Spider-Man from Spider-Man 3, not Raimi's Spider-Man 3. Yeah. Right? So, like, I that was a little bit... And then how does he leave, like, a little piece behind? Obviously, that's just so Venom can be in the Marvel Universe, which is awesome. Yeah. But I want Tom Hardy with him. <laughs> like, I think that, that duo there is is worth, like, shelling out some money for. Yeah. But, like, how do, how do you think that works? Like, do you think... Like, so remember in, like, Spider-Man... Or, no, in the first Venom, he was like, I have traveled to many, many places. Do you think, he like, he's, like, an interdimensional kind of symbiote kind of thing? Or, like, how does that work? I mean, how, I, how does he know Spider-Man? I think they're going to just gimmick it as much as they can and just have, like, these fuzzy connections until eventually they can use them in a movie they want to use them. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't think their main concern is making it make sense as much as it is making sure that he can get in there somehow. Like, they just needed a way in. And yeah. I, I guess they took that, but... Yeah, I don't know. Good. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm all right with it, but yeah, it was kind of a it's messy logic on how one of the messier things they've done. Like the time travel was tighter than that, in my opinion. Yeah. Like overall, like it's just the ending that just kind of threw the movie off. Like William Defoe, Green Goblin, so good in this. Like oh, he did a speech. great job. That was the best scene in the movie, in my opinion, aside from like the three of them coming together. Yeah. Was when the spider sense goes off in his in Happy's apartment. And he doesn't know why. Like Tom Holland's like looking around. He doesn't know why, but like the spider sense is tingling or whatever, right? And then out of reflex, he shoots over and gets Green Goblin's hand stuck to the wall. And then there's the speech. There, there's the, sh- the switch, eh? Like <laughs> he plays such a good psychopath. <laughs> like oh yeah, even just the facial expressions that he can make are great. Oh, I love the the resurface of the memes too. Like I'm somewhat of a scientist myself. Oh god, yeah, that <laughs> that was one of the highlights when I was in there. <laughs> just like. I had a they actually did it moment when, like, I saw Andrew and Toby, but that was the biggest they actually did it moment was when they right. brought that line back. <laughs> oh, fantastic. And then, like, there's one scene in the background when, like, uh, I think it's funny when Norman first shows up to Aunt May's apartment and, like, he's in, like, the background and he's stealing the donuts or something like that <laughs> when the two of them were talking. Like, that's the Marvel stuff I love. I love yeah. that, and like they pay attention to like the memes and stuff like that. Like, oh. when like people say fan service is bad, I disagree. I've never seen bad fan service in my lifetime. Well, episode seven, eight, and nine were just bad attempt. Like in Star Wars, were just bad attempts of using fan service. Those to don't make exist. Money, so we're yeah, we're cool. Those those don't exist. <laughs> but yeah, outside of that, it, it's fun. But. I was kind of hoping they would figure out a way to keep Doc Ock, like, use him as a future character. Because when he kind of turned back to helping Spider-Man, I, I, I think he would have been a really good character to, like, build off of even more. Yeah, but he has to go home. Yeah, but, like, maybe one of his tentacles stays just like part of Venom stays and then his brain is attached to it and I don't know. Like I, I just wanted I, I wanted to see more of that character. I think we wanted more of all of them to stay because like even Jamie Foxx like he was he wasn't like the nerdy kind of shy Max from like the Amazing Spider-Man movies. He was he was Jamie Foxx like a cool Jamie Foxx and he was funny. He's like are those are your Legos? Like, like he's just sitting <laughs> in the apartment. Yeah. Like that's that's so funny. And yeah. oh, the only part I don't understand is uh, Sandman. Why does he want to hurt? I guess he just he's just after the box in the end. But like he just wants to get home to his daughter. He doesn't care if he gets fixed or not. He only wants to go home. So like, yeah. why was he teaming up near the end with like all the antagonists? Our Sinister Five. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't quite get six. I thought they would bring Vulture back too because they left him at the first movie. Like he says to him that he'll be back or he'll see him around or something like that. And I figured, like, they're just break- they're doing a Spider-Man Infinity Wars, so I kind of figured they'd bring him back and actually, you know, make it six. But it would make sense to bring him back. Like, I almost expected him to. I'm happy they kept Venom on the sideline because I don't think there was enough time to get full Venom in there too. Yeah. I mean, I'm blanking on the actor's name, but I liked Vulture in the first one. 
and like he's a good actor, so I feel like he would have been Michael Keaton. Good to build him. Yeah, yeah, Michael yeah. Keaton. Yeah, he would have been great. And like, and, you know, back to what you were originally saying about how like everybody's mind wipe in like the past movies like almost don't even matter. I mean, what characters aside from like Happy are even around that know Spider Man and know that he was like part of the whole End Game fight, right? Well, Samuel L. Jackson. Um, I don't know why I said his name instead Nick Fury. Probably because it's Samuel L. Jackson, but <laughs> Nick Fury. <laughs> Like, he, he would know, even though he went off-world, just took a vacation. But, like, he would know um, the number two. Uh, I don't know, what's her, what's the character's name? The girl with the dark hair, Canadian actress, Colby Smulders or something like that. Whatever her character is. She knew, obviously, Doctor Strange. And then... Yeah, Strange would really Ned be, like, and, the main one. Ned and... Uh, Oh my god, what? MJ. MJ, there you go. <laughs> also, that whole, the argument of, yeah, everyone forgets so that they can go to university. That lady was going to talk to them anyways. And pretty much, <laughs> yeah. gar- like, it's just, uh... Yeah, like, it, it, did you know, I didn't know this till afterwards, but that lady that, uh, that he stopped on the bridge, like, the head of, like, the university admissions like that's the same chick from civil war eh? that like her kid died in sokovia from avengers 2 did you know that like like canon wise like, or it's just the same actress the canon wise like well it must be the same actress so it's got to be canon wise because remember like in uh at the beginning of age of ultron like yeah rdj is like doing the presentation yeah. yeah 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 that's the same lady I hate it. It's crazy. Because her logic was so dumb. How right. dare you save the world have, have my child son. be <laughs> an unfortunate like casualty while you save the world. You should have saved him and then let everyone die, including him. Right. Like the logic uh, the the whole logic of the Sokovia Accord it was stretched more than I would have liked, but Well, it's the same lady making the uh making the decisions to let a superhero and his friends in the university or not i mean to be fair well if that is actually true that doesn't make sense for her character either because she the whole point is she resents superheroes and even if they are helping people well that's why she says no originally right but then she sees that she personally gets saved i guess so she's just selfish i guess that's that's where it's going i think yeah Uh, but i've also heard that tom holland has signed on for three more spider-man movies so is that official or i think so mm. what i read no like start date or anything like that i think it'll be a ways out because tom posted something after the movie came out he's like yeah i've spent the last like five years or whatever focusing on my career now i want to focus on like family and family. myself and stuff for a while oh so he's joining the fast and furious franchise nothing stronger than I'd, family. I'd, I'd be so upset <laughs> No, he, he'll probably take like a couple years off, I think, and then they'll probably start on the other Spider-Man movies after they try and figure out how to make them make Bring sense. Back in. <laughs> yeah, because it, it, it felt like when they wrote the script, they just didn't know if they were still going to have to deal with Sony or like anything like that. So they basically just wrote them out 
with the chance that he can still exist. So now he just feels like a placeholder, like generic superhero number one or something. Mm, my favorite. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. They kind of go start start from scratch with him. Yeah. Canon was. Yeah. Well, very good. Well, thank you to anybody who's made it this far into episode one, the first official episode of but the Shameless Plug podcast. Two. It's episode two, just not in the title. And if you've made it this far, we invite you to like and subscribe our video on YouTube. And if you're listening on Spotify, don't be afraid to give us a follow. And we're also available on Google Google Podcasts now. Yeah, as of yesterday. So you can subscribe to the podcast on Spotify or Google Podcasts as well as YouTube. Um, I don't think they have a like functionality on either of those, but there's a lot of analytic stuff that we can get out of uh, listen, if you listen through either one of those, uh, which helps us. And also it helps us in terms of like if we want to get advertising uh, because I look at those stats more than YouTube. But YouTube also helps for sure. Absolutely. I don't know. Yeah, well, we're still going for the weekly. Uh, like a re- re- recurrence, I think is the word. So I think that's still going to be the goal. It seems to be working pretty well. And if but, you yeah. have any ideas for future topics on the show, don't be afraid to put them down in the comment section, or you can email us at the shameless plug podcast at gmail.com for any ideas. Yeah. Until next time, I'm lick my sock 117 and that was TMT Coco. And I hope you all have a wonderful week. See you in the next one. Yep. Catch you next time.